Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 234 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thanks so much for being here, spending a little time. What's the weather like where you are? Me? It's probably raining. I'm not even looking outside, but that's, that's probably what it's doing. It's probably raining. Today's guest, today's guest. Today's guest is Mr. Stefan Dulas. He's a graphic designer out of Chicago, Illinois. During this episode, we talk about how he came from an artistic, creative family. So you could say that design was in him. He was meant to be. We also talk about his first day of freshman year, how learning about Aaron Draplin was really influential to him. Jessica Walsh and her work also influenced him. We then get into a story about his struggle to stand out and getting that first job. We've all been in that spot. We've got a bunch of applicants that we're all competing with. How do we stand out? Stefan tells us his story with that. He also shares with us a story about a competition design project that he participated in. And you guessed it, it did not go well. And he tells us why. He was then asked to participate in a logo book. It was Logo Lounge. And then I love the answer of the ask it forward question because our last guest wanted to ask him who he would thank for helping him out in his career that he has not had the opportunity to thank yet. What a great question, right? You'll hear his answer in this episode. All that and so much more witty, delicious goodness. So ladies and gentlemen, buckle up, sit back, relax, put your feet up, and get ready to enjoy the smooth sounds of Mr. Stefan Doulis. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Stefan Dulles, welcome to the Quickie Podcast, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? doing terrific the morning is cruising along we got things happening things are busy interviews are popping today it's feeling good that's good to say (laughs) um stefan before we get too deep into this too committed are you ready for a quickie (laughs) uh yeah let's do it awesome he's ready to go so (laughs) let's kick this off by throwing it in your court and briefly tell the listeners about yourself man Sure. So my name is Stefan Dulles. I'm a 25-year-old graphic designer based in Chicago, yep. and I specialize in print and digital media. Yeah, happy days, print. You're just speaking my language there, man. <laughs> Perfect. So give me a brief little story. You Did you graduate from design school and just straight freelance and go for it, or what have you got going on? Sure. So I graduated school in 2018, Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I graduated from Carthage College, which wasn't necessarily a design school by any means. Okay. Um, but I knew when I was a senior, I wanted to be a part of something like an agency or a creative studio. Okay. So um, that was kind of my first, you know, set. My first goal was to be a part of that. And right now I'm working full time at a agency that 
was in the loop, but you know, we're working from home now, you know, after, <laughs> <laughs> after COVID. Um, but I think, you know, it was, a, it was definitely a challenge getting to this point, um, mm-hmm. especially my senior year of college when, you know, I was first job searching and, I remember a lot of my classmates and friends already had jobs lined up. So I was very, you know, stressed out about finding a career path. And, you know, I didn't have too many connections in the industry. And it's all about who you know nowadays. So when it did come time, yeah. So when it did come time to like step out there, it was literally just like me, my portfolio against the world. Um, I didn't make too many connections in college, which I should have, but, you know, I I was very, you know, kind of more the quiet kid. Um, so eventually, you know, perseverance is key and I ended up, you know, landing my first design job, which was primarily revolved around print design. Nice. Um, but if there's one like thing, you know, a piece of advice I can give to the younger generation is, you know, per- perseverance is key. Um, just I was cold emailing, cold calling tons of different agencies yeah. and creative studios. And I know a lot of people feel that right now. Um, and I cr- curated my work, my portfolio to revolve around what I wanted to do. Yes. So sort of like what I was very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really great to generalize and you know, touch on a lot of different things and different skill sets. But I think what's ultimately going to land you a job in the industry is if you have a niche and you specialize in something. And I think that's incredibly important to um, showcase those specific skill sets um, so you can be of value to a company or agency. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And with that thought process of, you know, don't give up if you're not getting email replies from reaching out, like don't just continue doing that, but try something a little bit different. Try different approaches, different ways, just experiment with how you're reaching out to people, what the subject line of your email is, like, like all sorts of different things. Um, Just experiment with that. Don't, don't be stuck with the same template waiting for a response. Right. Yeah. So play around with that a little bit more. Um, So you've given us sort of the recent uh, information on recently what's been going on in the last few years here. I want to kick this back further and I want to hear about Stefan's childhood. And do you (laughs) feel Stefan that you had a creative childhood that pointed you in this career direction? Honestly, I do come from a pretty artistic family. And I remember growing up, I'd always be playing with like Legos and drawing. Um, but like as a young adolescent, I never really thought, you know, of pursuing art or design as a career. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mostly into soccer, to be honest. I thought I was nice. going to be like a professional soccer player at one point, <laughs> which is hilarious. But um, um, I was mostly influenced by my older brother gr- growing up. He was always, you know, uh, creating cartoons and always painting, doing something creative. Um, And it wasn't really up until my freshman year of high school where I was introduced to a design course. And this wasn't like a traditional design course where you learn like fundamentals and principles of design, typography, Mm -hmm. color theory, et cetera. Um, It was basically just geared towards 
uh, 3D design and like 3D modeling. So we worked cool. with 3DS Max and Maya. Um, but this is kind of a silly, funny story. But um, it was my first day of freshman year, walking into the classroom. Um, and I noticed like there was no other students there at the time. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I feel really uncomfortable. Like, this is not, this is not cool, man. You know, it's my first day too. Um, and 10 minutes go by and my professor walks up to me and sits down. He's like, so you're the only freshman in this class. Everyone else is a junior and a senior. And like my heart sank. I was so devastated. Like, this is the worst possible outcome. You know, I didn't have too many friends at the time as well. And just knowing that like, oh, great, I'm in this field that I have no idea, you know, what's yeah. going on and no, you know, no other colleagues to work with. Um, and it was super intimidating. I mean, looking back at it now, it probably wasn't, you know, it shouldn't have been that scary. But um, I kind of used that as like a way to grow. I knew I was the youngest designer and the youngest person in the class um, with the least experience. So I kind of used that as a way to like prove myself to the upperclassmen that, you know, I can produce the same amount of work they can and I can, you know, be as good as they can be. Um, and I think that motivation is what like pressed me on to pursue design. And eventually, you know, once I, you know, downloaded Photoshop for the first time senior year of high school. I thought it was like the best thing in the world, you know? So like it grew into a passion eventually. And I knew what I wanted to do going into college, which is great. That's cool. So you go from this freshman moment of, good Lord, I'm in the wrong spot. This is not right. And you're like filled with this doubt to something that ended up being a hugely motivational journey for you to this point yeah definitely i mean it was it was so frustrating at first you know um just being amongst all of these upperclassmen you know just taking on all these projects and the funny thing was that um they only offered graphic design course one and two and i loved it so much after my sophomore year i'm like i need to retake this class two more times so you know by the time junior year rolled around in senior year i was taking the same exact course multiple times and by the time i was a senior uh, my professor was like dude just literally do whatever you want at this point like <laughs> you've already you've already done these projects like yeah, you know what's times. coming you know what we're yeah. doing here so yeah, to give that you know, creative freedom at the end to like really explore what graphic design was because I still thought you know it was just 3D modeling you know I didn't you know know the see the big picture. Yeah, and that's so true with so many people in in a bunch of different industries. Like you just you don't know till you know, and it that is so true with everything. Like I have a career of over 17 years in print, but I still remember knowing nothing about print. <laughs> And walking into a print shop and being like, oh my God, what is this place? What did they make here? And, and, and learning that literally I had been interacting and surrounding myself with print and books and magazines and the things that these guys are creating my entire life. But I never stopped to think, what goes into this? Like, how is this made? Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think that's part of my fascination with when I was a kid that you had this show literally called How It's Made. And they just went through all of the most obscure things you could think of and gives you insights on how these things are made. And so I've always had a fascination with, with that and learning how different things come together and are created. 
So you've mentioned a few points that were sort of motivational along the way here. That first time in the classroom in freshman year, you talked about downloading Photoshop for the first time and mind blown. (laughs) I want to ask you now, Stefan, what has been the most influential design of your life so far? Some sort of creative piece that you saw and has just stuck with you since. That's a good question. Um, I feel like there's been like tons of different inspiration, but what yeah. really stood out to me the most when I first started like actually dabbling into design mm-hmm. was reading about and learning about Aaron Draplin. And, you know, I recently was discovered that he was also on this podcast. So I'm like, no, I'm like incredibly like honored and humbled to you know share the same spot, like, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. uh, loosely. But I remember reading about him for the first time and learning about him. And I'm like, this dude's literally amazing. I love his minimal logo design and his aesthetic. Um, So he was kind of like the catalyst of where I wanted to be. I wanted to create the similar logos and the similar style of his. Um, And he really influenced me. But what really stood out to me, you know, wasn't just his work, but his mantra of do good work for good people. And that has always stuck with me since, you know, my freshman year of college learning about him. And I remember reading his book, pretty much everything, but his mantra, what it really means to me is, um, is, you know, if you do good, honest work, um, you know, good things and good people will follow. Um, and I think it's really, it's really important as like a designer to design from the heart and design with passion. And that's, yeah, that's what he really means to me and stood out to me. Yeah, you know what? A lot of um, people have said how inspirational that he has been on their career from both that standpoint, but also from like, he doesn't have that stuffy, high up, well-known designer vibe to him. Very like grassroots, down to earth, and and you know connected. Like he'll he'll finish a, a talk and spend time with the kids. You know that's one of one of his lines, right? Where the younger designers, he'll hang around there. He'll answer questions. He'll shoot the shit, like that sort of thing. So that that makes it honest to a whole another level as well. Definitely, I remember meeting him for the first time at the AIGA conference, I believe, in 2017 in Minneapolis. And I was like, so incredibly nervous. I'm like, oh man, like, I hope I don't say anything wrong to him. I just walked up to him and he literally just put his arm around me. He's like, hey, what's up, buddy? Like as if we were friends, you know? So I'm like, this guy, this guy's really cool. Yeah, I really appreciate him. And I think just like his work ethic and just who he is as a person is amazing. So he's definitely influenced me and I know he's influenced thousands of other young designers. So great point. Yep. No, that's a great 100%. So we've talked about Draplin, but I want to know, Stefan, is there any other designers or brands that you're currently sort of looking up to or closely following? And, and what about them do you like? Sure, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like there's ton. Oh my gosh. I feel like I follow so many tons of inspirational designers and yes. I look up to so many, you know, older folks. Um, I think what really stands out to me right now um, who I've been following is uh, Jessica Walsh and her newly founded um, agency. I think it was last year she founded it called um, and Walsh. Yeah. 
And I think like just her, her mix of portfolio is just absolutely outstanding. Like, you know, from, from websites to commercial, to brand identity, to print and digital media, like she literally covers it all. And her work is like just always outstanding. And I think the fact that, you know, she is a very powerful woman figure in the design community and it's very empowering. And I think, um, having a female figure on the forefront of a design movement mm-hmm. is very in, in, incredible and impactful. And I think that she's leading and paving a great path for the younger design females. And I, I think there should be more female designers recognized in the industry. And I think what Jessica Walsh is doing is for the community and the, the culture of design is just outstanding. Like I love, I love to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I love the way that she's using, the firm is using a lot of photography throughout the work and how that is brought in and elements are added to that. So it's, yeah, it just creates just such a visually stunning and impactful approach to design and brand and creating that visual experience in connection with a brand. Definitely. And like their use of uh, 3D modeling too, you know, 3D manipulation is just, it's, it's outstanding to, you know, combine with brand identity, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful, honestly. Stefan, man, throwing down a couple of heavy hitters right there. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I want to transition to a little bit of Instagram storytelling here. So I'm going to bring up your Instagram on the feed on the screen here, and I'm going to pick a couple of posts from it. Just randomly, whatever jumps out at me, says, hello, Dave, ask a question. (laughs) And uh, and we're going to dive into it. And I want to hear the story behind it, why the why you created it, and and, uh, yeah, just what you got going on there. So let's add that in here. All right. Let's see what we got. Oh, that's neat. Okay. What do I want to ask you about here, Stefan? I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> okay, well, first, because I'm a huge car guy, I want to get into some of these cool. car artwork. So let's 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 dive into this. Tell me about this here. Awesome. Well, you know, great to have a fellow enthusiast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the Lamborghini Countach. I'm, I'm I designed this um, while I was still like obsessed with vaporwave. Um, okay. I still I still love vaporwave um, aesthetic, but. Um, Lamborghini Countach is like one of my favorite, you know, car, car designs of all time. I think it's Mm -hmm. like just the bodywork and the lines of it are just, it's, it's timeless to be honest. Like you look at it, you know, now, and it looks like a futuristic car. Um, and I only tend to really design and illustrate like my favorite cars. And this was just, you know, beautiful. I wanted to have that retro look and feel, um, and also kind of that vapor wavy aesthetic, Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's just, it's just a passion piece to be honest. Um, I love cars. hundred <laughs> percent. And I feel like the Lamborghini Countach was that first car where like, you know, at the age that I was, when this car sort of first like hit mainstream, it was just like, what is this creature, this thing they've created? It was just like the biggest F off to any other supercar up to that point. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And even now, like I can't see a single place in the world where you would drive up in that car and you wouldn't get people stopping and going, look at that thing. Right. No, I absolutely love it. I, I also, the other day I saw like a, a 
79 uh, Stingray, Corvette Stingray on the road. And like, it looks futuristic now, you know, like I see it driving on the road. I'm like, that thing looks good today. So, you know, all the really old retro cars are like still kicking it, you know, like still have much respect for them. Dude, those late fifties, early sixties split window Corvettes. Mm. Oh, yeah, the T tops. <laughs> not not fair. Not fair. I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One day, my friend. One day. Okay, we've got some more car stuff in here. I mean, I'm loving how like it's just such a unique look at all of these elements. Okay. Man, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard to decide. Um, okay, I think I know what I'm going with here. I'm gonna go with Ooh, that one or that one. I'm going to go here. Awesome. I'm actually glad you picked this. <laughs> good, good. I felt that in my gut. I was like, he wants me to pick this one. Okay, so tell me about this one. This is, um, yeah, I'm just going to let you take it away. Tell me about yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. So um, this is when I was dabbling in uh, 3D modeling again. Okay. And I downloaded cinema 4d and i like wasn't really experienced with it i still am not definitely not experienced with it but um i'm learning uh i i started to get more into typography mm-hmm. and like uh, hand lettering and 3d modeling i wanted to pair the two together yeah. and you know i decided to create this 3d piece strength and letters like a pink backdrop. I was, I don't know why I'm so infatuated with the color pink now. Um, but it was just something beautiful and using the similar design elements that I previously used in my earlier work with like a lot of little circles, like to accent here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like one of my first early stabs at cinema 4d and like actually learning about, um, you know, 3d again, because yeah. that's, that was like the backbone of my design career was 3d modeling and to go back into it, you know, I have so much to learn again, but, um, cause like cinema 4d is an absolute monster. Yeah. Um, so to go back into it was like very refreshing and like, it was very nostalgic, you know, like, Oh, I love, I miss just like having fun, creative 3d elements being thrown around. And, you know, it, it was fun. It was just a fun, yeah. another passion project. Um, I, I suppose like most of my Instagram is a like passion project. So, uh, yeah, no, this is a, this is a very fun exercise and fun uh, concept. That's cool. And man, when you're talking about like 3d modeling and stuff, I watched, um, during Adobe max, I watched the, one of the tutorials and trainings on very like basic intro 3d stuff. And like, it blew my mind just watching and trying to understand what was happening and the way that they were. And it was the most basic step-by-step instructions, but I just could not wrap my head around what was going on and how they were thinking of these things and making, I just couldn't get it. And I'm going to go back and watch it because I want to learn more about it. Mm -hmm. But like, props to you to be able to create something as visually stunning as that post was because it's like good there's so much that goes into it it's ridiculous oh trust me i still have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> exactly you know? none of us ever really do it's just a constant <laughs> life of learning stefan exactly so now stefan i unfortunately have to get into the tough stuff 
Let's I've got it. a couple of questions here that take you through part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons. Want to pull those stories out of you and share those with the listeners. Cool. After that, we'll spin around. We'll finish in a happy place. But for now, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so Stefan, what has been the most challenging period of time in your design career so far? Why was this challenging and how did you get through it? I think... I mean, so I, I did, so I graduated in 2018. I think I touched on this a little bit in the beginning, but I think the most challenging was, you know, getting my foot in the door yeah. um, to that first actual um, design agency. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, like perseverance is key. And um, I, I think it's, I think it's good to, like I said before, specialize and really uh, find your niche and, it's tough nowadays because there's just so much content out there and there's so many things. And I find myself a lot of the time, um, like jumping around to aesthetics. Um, like one day I love to do web design. I'm like, Oh, I want to create a website and an app, blah, blah, blah. And the next day I'm like, you know what? I want to do typography. Like I jump around so frequently that I feel like I, I, sometimes I do feel like I'm generalizing more than specializing. Um, but I think for the younger crowd, just to find their niche early on and find what they're truly passionately like want to do, mm-hmm. um, I think that'll help you um, like achieve those goals and achieve the you know, you know first job outside of school if that's what you want to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'd say like, once again, I think the most challenging part was just breaking into the industry. You know, as much as I can and getting my foot in the door. But honestly, it gets easier, I feel like, once you have that first initial experience. Yes. No, I couldn't agree more. And that's sort of what I was touching on when you were talking about that earlier on is that, you know, take a look at what is everybody else doing around you that's in the same position, like all looking for work around the same skill level. What, What are they doing? If they're all reaching out with an email and a PDF portfolio, what can you do differently to stand out? And I mean, you'll appreciate this having, you know, a background in print, Stefan, is that I've talked to a number of designers who literally printed mini books of their work or printed beautiful hot sauce packaging like Nick Miner, the Miner Design Co. And his intro to to art directors or customers that he wants to work with isn't an email PDF portfolio, isn't an email with a link to his website. It's a freaking beautiful letterpress printed box with a hot sauce bottle in it with a beautiful letterpress printed foiled label. That's the introduction. So not everybody can, can go spend a thousand bucks on a hot sauce print piece, but in you and your position, wherever that is, what can you do using your skills differently to stand out and to get, the attention that everybody else isn't really pursuing hard enough. How can you do that? Right. Um, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was looking for my jobs, I would, I actually printed like a bunch of little pamphlets, like yep. a mini book of all of my fun illustrations that I love to do and like iconography and, you know, logo design. Yes. And at the end of the interview, I'd always just give it to them and be like, yeah, this is a token of like my gratitude for, you know, allowing me to interview. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'd always just give it to them for them to keep. It had my name and everything on there. So I think finding a way to like, I guess, be more humanizing 
and yeah. being more authentic um, is will, will take you very far. Um, yeah, I mean, if you put yourself in the shoes of a creative director or an art director at an agency, like how many emails with PDF portfolios do you think they're getting a week? Right. Standing out and sending them something that they can hold in their hand, sit back in their chair a little bit and flip through, you literally just got way more engagement than all of those emails put together. Exactly. So, you know, just doing things to stand out and, and, you know, print is such a great way to do that because you can use different papers and different tactile experiences to really enhance your designs and experience with your brand. So making it more memorable and blah, 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 and all that great stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, People love tangible things, you know, so. Absolutely. So you basically created this book and you had a, um, a sort of a business card on steroids, <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Right? <laughs> like that's that's what that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stefan, let's get a little bit more specific here. I want you to take us to a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well, um, did not deliver on the desired result, um, just didn't go good. Um, tell me about that. How did that feel? Can you take us to that story? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I love this question. Um <laughs> so a few years ago. I was freelancing mm -hmm. and I was working with a agency that wanted to like undergo a new rebrand and they okay. wanted to update their logo. And they also hired another like freelance designer. So it was like me and this other guy also freelancing for this one company um, to like rebrand. And okay. instead of, uh, instead of having us work together, it was more so like, all right, you design a logo and you design a logo. And then whoever, you know, wins will get compensated and, you know, kind of oh. competition. So, you know, at the time Lucky. I was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the time I was like, you know what, like I'm still growing and I'm still developing my portfolio. Like I'm just going to do it. It's fun. Yeah. I want to do it. I love logo design. Yeah. Um, so I remember design, you know, spending hours upon hours designing this logo and the staff loved it, you know, um, at the company. They, they really enjoyed it. But the principal really liked the other guy's logo, um, mm -hmm. which I was fine. That was, I'm like, that's cool. Like, it was a fun competition. I got to see the logo. I'm like, yeah, that's a, it's a beautiful piece of art. You know, I'm like, I love that. Um, what really bothered me, though, here's the kicker. So a few days later... Um, one of the staff members actually came across the same exact logo online and actually found the actual designer who created it, which was like a huge logo designer on Dribbble. Um, yeah. And this other freelancer blatantly took that logo, like copywrote it, um, and just changed the color palette. And he got, you know, he was compensated for all this and they brought it to their attention. Like, Hey, this designer literally just copied another logo off, off the internet. Yeah. Um, so that company actually had to reach out to the original designer, pay him off oh. um, just so they could use that logo. And for me at the time, like, Oh my gosh, I put in so much out you know, so many hours of work. I had so yeah. many classmates and friends look at it, you know, and all of a sudden, I, it, it just gets stripped away by something that was fraudulent. And yeah. I, think, I think that like really kind of tore me down a little bit. It took the fun out of the competition, out of design. I'm like, this yeah. is, you know, I, I, think, I think it's okay starting out to mimic some of your 
you know, favorite artist designs and stuff like that. Like that's okay. Right. But when you take it to the next level and you actually like, you know, copy something and you get paid for it, like blatantly, I think that's when like you cross the line and like, are you a designer now? Like, I I don't know. Like it's, it's pretty questionable. Mm -hmm. And I I like how you introduced uh, or, or said there that, when you're starting out and learning, even later on in your career, it's okay to to mimic or copy things that you see out there if you're just practicing exactly. your skills, right? If you're just growing your skill set, if you see a type of logo that you've never created before, you're like, that's really interesting. How is that style done? How is that done? M- copying that and mimicking that to try and recreate that as accurately as possible for your own growth and learning, there can be some serious power in that. But obviously, when you get to a point where you're copying, you're presenting, you're being paid for something as if it's your logo, there's lots of lines that are crossed for that. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So it was, it was a bit discouraging, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not really fun, but, you know, it was a growth point. Learning yeah. Experience. So so I guess the silver lining to that is the only way the guy could beat you is he had to use one of the best logo designers that you could find out on Dribble. Okay, no, I, I never thought about it that way. Otherwise, actually, yeah. otherwise <laughs> Stefan, you would have slayed him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome, man. Well, let me turn this bus around here. And I want you now to tell me about a project that you've been a part of, Stefan, that you are the most proud of. One that just makes your heart sing. Cool. Um, so are you familiar with the Instagram page logo inspirations? Yes. Okay. They have like maybe close to 1.2 million followers now. Absolutely yep. huge. Um, in 2018, I remember getting a DM from them, like just out of the blue and yep. asking me if from I wanted Jonathan to- there. Yeah. From Jonathan Rudolph, yep. I think. Yeah. So um, he reached out to me and he was like, do you want to be a part of this ebook? We're like, we're creating that's going to have like hundreds of uh, professional designers logo design. And the book was called um, my first logo. And it was supposed to showcase, you know, where all these professionals came from and showcasing like their first logo and how, you know, crappy it might've been just to show the younger crowd that, Hey, like everyone starts somewhere and Mm -hmm. it was a new beginning. Um, And I remember like just being so like blown away, like what me, this doesn't make sense. Like, and and the most ironic part I thought was uh, that like, I just started logo designing like a few years before, you know? So it's, it's kind of funny. Like I'm, I'm like the audience they're supposed to be catering to and I'm being asked to be a part of it. So I was, you know, I was absolutely astounded and like just honored and blown away completely um, I think they're still, you know, it's still selling on logocore.com. I believe I'm on page like 82 selfish plug, but, um, yeah, uh, I, be- I believe, I think I I'm think on page 82, fourth one down second to the right. I'm just, I think, I think exactly. I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think that was like such a proud moment in my career. Like just being like, that was the first time I've ever been recognized. And I think that's like, it made me so happy, honestly. Like I was so happy to finally, you know, after all my hours of work put in, finally be recognized for something. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just too honorable. And then I also have another quick little moment that I thought was kind of fun. Um, This one girl like randomly DM me from Russia one day and was like, I get those. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, this is a scam. I'm like, all right, all right. Like, I've watched 90 Day Fiance. Like, I know what's up. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, she, like, reached out to me and she was like, hey, I did something. I'm like, cool. Like, what? Like, I'm so confused. What is this? So she sent me a photo of her arm and, like, one of my designs as a tattoo. Like, she literally got a tattoo of one of my illustrations. And I thought that was like the most insane thing in the world. I'm like, that I, I feel so honored that like you would actually put one of my illustrations on your body for the rest of your life. You know, it was so surreal. Um, but then, you know, that was another moment where I realized like, okay, international people are like looking at my work. So it, it was a huge milestone, but also like so honored, like, it's crazy. It just, to, to this day, it blows my mind. I'm like, yes. some random person in Russia saw my work and like decided to get a tattoo. Like that's, yeah. that's crazy to me. That's awesome. Okay. So is that illustration, is that work that was tattooed, is that on your Instagram? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. It's like the, how far uh, down? I don't think it's too far. I mean, it's, I think I reposted it. It's the okay, astronaut. It's the astronaut with the missing arms. <laughs> astronaut with the missing arms. Or the yeah. missing hands, yeah. If you, I think if you go down, there's, okay, with there's the, right the design. Hand. And if, if you go down even further, you'll actually see the post with her arm in it. Um, so keep going. I'm going. I think it's for, yeah, further down. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, look at all this work. I'm just going to pause like here for the second. This Henry's honey looks wicked. Thank you. That was actually one of my like huge portfolio pieces to present to like my interviews when I was yeah. job searching. Yeah. Um, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It looks like a photo with an arm. I'm assuming. Oh, right there. Yeah. Right there. So I thought that was just incredible. That's and like bananas. That's so cool, man. And I just remember designing this astronaut, like, I think I was on a train, like going to Milwaukee or something like, yeah. I, you know, it was, it was just funny. And then all of a sudden, like she DMs me, like I got a tattoo and like broken Russian. I'm like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, this is awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> so awesome, <laughs> Man, I can't believe that's so cool. I think maybe what I should start doing is every guest that I have on the show, I pick a piece of their artwork and I get it tattooed on my body somewhere. Honestly, that'd be amazing. (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) Be on the quickie podcast and my body is your canvas. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. What a unique experience. And again, like almost like a, maybe the words humbling, a humbling experience where you create this work and you put it out in the world and somebody loved it so much. They had it put on their body. Like that's amazing. I still think about it to this day. I'm like, that's incredible. I just feel so honored and humbled. Yeah. It's unreal. That's cool, man. Okay. Um, You've made it to the ask it forward question, Stefan. This is where I have a question for you for my last guest and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So first up, my last guest was Trench Brady. He's a production designer and really an experiential designer. He has created work for Hasbro, for Disney, for Quate Diamonds, for like uh, incredible stuff. Lots of great stuff out there. Um, And he wanted to ask, who would you thank for advice or an opportunity in your career who you have not had the opportunity to thank yet. Oh, wow. 
Um, this is a tough one. I know. Jeez. Okay. Um, maybe I should have given you like a heads up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I think uh, I, I remember reading Michael Beirut's book. It was like yeah. how to, I think. Um, I, th- you know, after reading that a few years ago, also helped me like jumpstart my career and help me, you know, really develop you know, a, a sense of design, really, um, like the fundamentals. I think he's also really part of history and part of the backbone of my career in learning. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to say Michael Beirut, to be honest, um, even though that probably would never happen because he's <laughs> <laughs> so so untouchable. But yeah, I think I think I would have to go with Michael Beirut. Okay, I wasn't going to tell you this, but my next guest is Michael Beirut. You get to, I'm just kidding. I'm I was going to say, I'm like, my eyes lit up. I'm like, no way. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> on sorry. the horizon, my friend, on the yeah. horizon. Um, yeah, that's a great one for the, the help sort of, you know, it's a great one because thanking them for something that they didn't even know that they helped you out with, but they, they have is, it's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So great one. So now I've got to kick it over to you, Stefan. What is your ask it forward question for the next guest? Cool. So I was thinking about this and I feel like a lot of people are thinking about this, especially with the pandemic going on and just a shift and change of a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you weren't des- in the design field anymore, say you weren't able to be a creative and, you know, wasn't into graphic design, um, what other occupation or job would you pursue and why? I like it. A classic, awesome question. I love the answers to this every time. And um, I'm looking forward to asking that of my next guest. Stefan, you've made it to the end, man. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been awesome. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun talking to you, Dave. All right, that is the end of today's episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate your time. And if you're digging what you're hearing here on the Quickie Podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you are listening to this, Spotify, all of those places. Leave me a rating and a review. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.